It is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. I'm George. I'm Melissa. And tonight we're going to go over AEW Dynamite from uh, 2 3. 2 3 21, which is Beach Break. And uh, before we get into anything that happens on the show, well, I guess we are getting into what happens on the show. We need to tell you the last thing that happens on the show. Uh, the portal. The portal may have been opened. At the end of the show, John Moxley gets hit from behind. And at first you think it's Hook, because the man has the build of Hook, and he's, uh, he's masked. But oh no. It's Kenta. Kenta. Let's just get to it. We're, we're, we're beating around the bush a little bit. It's Kenta from New Japan. He's got the briefcase. He wants Moxley's IWGP US Championship. It's happening. We knew it was happening before this show. But we didn't know that there was going to be any kind of crossover. And yet, here we are. New Japan has allowed one of their people on Dynamite. You, you know I'm what, freaking out. You know what Tony Khan's doing here? What? You've got NWA, you've got Impact, you've got New Japan. Tony Khan is creating like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of wrestling. I love it. And WWE is stuck on some DC shit. <laughs> I love it. They're making Aquaman while they're setting up Avengers over here. Uh, WWE is trying to get fucking YouTube clip clicks instead of putting together a good show. Their whole... Oh, but I will say the Royal Rumble was actually okay. The Royal Rumble was all right. We Especially watched the it. women's. Yeah, we watched it this weekend. It's the first time I have watched something from WWE since the Becky Lynch main evented WrestleMania. And I didn't even watch the whole WrestleMania. I just watched that match. Right. That's how long it's been. But we turned on Royal Rumble. Because I just love the Royal Rumble match. That's, for some that's fucking why I reason. This. And it was actually good. It was. But who gives a fuck about that? Right. Because the Forbidden Portal may be open. It's, uh... So we need to get that out of the way first. Because that's, that's the big fucking news. But then we can go back to the beginning of Beach Break. See, thank God that... <laughs> event happened at the end of the show because the rest of this show was a turd i did not enjoy it it's funny we talk about the forbidden portal versus wwe because mm -hmm. until that happened and until like the last half of the main event i felt like i was watching a bad episode of raw oh damn i'm gonna say it and i didn't realize that i didn't realize that until like an hour into the show i was like Wait a minute. I've felt this before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched a Raw in years, but we keep up on what's happening because there are wrestlers I really love who are stuck there. But uh, based on the recaps I see of Raw, I, uh, I saw some things that made me feel like WWE put this together. Pre and if you watch the show, you probably already know especially what segment I'm talking about. Pre-main event... <laughs> I said, what did I say? I said, this might be my least favorite episode of Dynamite ever. Yeah, well, let's get into it. First all right. of all, I want to say Beach Break. This is supposed to be a semi-pay-per-view. Right. They call it Beach Break. What the fuck does it have to do with the beach? I said, they go into the closet at the back where they keep the Christmas decorations. They pull out the surfboards. Can't even be bothered to bring out the girls in bikinis for this one. <laughs> well, it's 44 fucking degrees there. Which I guess to some people is cold. Not to me, but... To me, that's a bit toasty. <laughs> to me, that's hot. But, uh... 
Yeah, you can't just put surfboards and palm trees around and be like, oh, look, guys, it's fucking beach break. No. Come on with that. They're usually better at this, There too. needs to be more... It needed to have more of the theme built into it, I thought. It was literally just surfboards and palm trees around. Stemmy old trash laying around the ring does not a special make. No, it doesn't. But what... Whatever. Let's get to the first match. We have our tag team battle... Royal, and I don't like saying Alexander Royale. As soon as I said it, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't Battle Royale. Royale. And um, we start with everybody, pretty much everybody, out surrounding the ring when Dynamite gets on the air. Um, the teams that get actual entrances are Jungle Express, and Jurassic Cir- Express. Jurassic Express. Is it I'm, Jungle Express now? I think it's Jurassic. Who else Express. was saying that? I think it was Wrestle Talk. On Wrestle Talk, they were saying Jungle Express. I was like, hold on a second. So I'm getting my wires mixed here. Yeah, Jurassic Express, as far as I know. Uh, you got uh, Inner Circle, The Acclaimed, and The Young Bucks. Those are the teams that get their entrances. Yeah, and also I need to say FTR is out because they were bad boys. They were bad boys. They were bad boys last week, so they're out. And Silvers and Reynolds are in. Hell yeah. Amen. Bad boys, Joey Janela, the fourth man, confirmed. <gasps> Fear. <laughs> Fear, the bad boy. But if he joins, they're going to keep the shocker because he's a garbage man. <laughs> and I, we say that lovingly. Yes, I say it with love. He's a garbage man. But he's I'm our a garbage, garbage man. man. He's yes. the garbage man of our heart. Yes. Anyway, ignore all that because I had nothing to do with the match. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, and also I want to say, okay, the acclaimed come out. Ugh. They do the little rappy. God, we're old assholes. But I want to say, I actually watched Dark this week for the first time in months. And they had a little music video on there that I surprisingly did not fucking hate. But there's a difference. Like, on there, his rapping was better, I think, when he comes out and does it, you know, like, off the cuff. Well, I'm sure it's written down, but, like, when he does it live, it's kind of embarrassing. You can't go back and sweeten it. Yeah, I, I feel embarrassed for him. I don't like it. I'm embarrassed for me watching him. <laughs> no, it's all it's all embarrassing. But yeah, so stop that. No, I guess he can't stop it. That's their whole thing. But you know who's not embarrassing? Johnny Hungy. Johnny no. Hungy goes on another. No, wait, you skipped something I want to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Fucking, they have another little video clip from Sammy Hagar. Ugh. To tell his boys to do well, Sammy and Hager. But it was really creepy. He was like, what was he saying? He's like, woo, get them, boys. Get them, boys. Don't get it. Get them. <laughs> sound like a fucking hillbilly. Get them, Hagar. <laughs> and I know what a hillbilly sounds like. That's my forte. That boy, the whole. A hillbilly would never use the term forte. <laughs> I'm a wannabe hillbilly. <laughs> no. Mm. I grew up hillbilly, but I'm trying to break out of it. But, um,. Yeah, the whole Sammy Hagar thing. That we was get embarrassing it. as hell. We get it. Chris Jericho knows a lot of washed up rock stars. <laughs> and he aspires to be one himself. We get it. <laughs> God. Okay, so go, well, go ahead. What are you saying before that? So Johnny Hungy goes on another tear here, eliminating Jake Hager. Hell yeah. Getting in a little more offense before, um, sadly... MJF. Did he eliminate him? I want to say yes, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't write it down. I wrote that Matt from the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, gets out early, which I found surprising because I had it in my head 
Young Bucks are going to win this thing. They threw that up there as a red herring. Yeah. And then um, at one point, the Good Brothers show up. They eliminate Isaiah Cassidy, which I hate that shit. I hate when people not in the match eliminate people from they gotta, Rumbles. They got to make that build for that all-important impact tag team match. Oh, my God. I, I for, totally forgot about that. Yeah. Does, oh. does anyone uh, think... <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot about that. And, and leave so the, there was a point to it. Does anyone actually think that they're going to put the titles off of the Good Brothers and put them on Private Party? Nobody thinks that. No, no disrespect to Private Party. But this is like a nothing of a feud to me. Yeah. So then um, Nick Jackson's distracted by all this business. He gets thrown out by MJF, blah, 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 more clusterfuck. We end up at the end. We have Sammy and Jericho and Darius from Top Flight left. And uh, Jericho accidentally knocks Sammy out. And I think he knocked out the other guy at the same time, too. Right. He knocked them both out. Jericho wins after fucking on Sammy. So the winners are Jericho... And MJF, and I drew a little meh face because I'm gonna be honest. I think I've already said this like five times before, but I need a break from Jericho. I need a break from Jericho. I need him to go away for a little bit. If Jericho would just go away for like two months, I, yeah, I just need a break from it. When he I, came I'm not back, enjoying it, and I don't enjoy it. You know, recharge your batteries, get off the sauce. Oh my god, don't fucking be quoting Cornette go, go on play, our podcast. Go play a few super spreader shows, get it out of your system, and come back with your All creative right. batteries recharged. No, no, no. We're not going to be having you fucking quoting Cornette on here. I'm not quoting Cornette. Yeah, you are. None of that. Or any of the other. The, the corny copyright, the term get off the sauce. Pena. Alright. Anywhoozle. Anywho. Then after that, we have Jade at the gym. And, uh, I mean, I don't give a fuck about this, but Jade does have the most incredible body I've ever seen on a human being. She looks great. She looks fucking amazing. Can't talk worth a shit. Looks great. I mean, we'll see what she does. And she's young, isn't she? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea how old she is. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, there's room to grow. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying so hard to be nice. I, you do that. <laughs> All right, moving on. So next we have Darby and Sting come out to the ring with Tony Schiavone. Apparently Darby has a match against Joey Janela next week, which I was like, where the fuck did that come from? It's stupid, but I'm not mad at it. Where the fuck did that come from? Like, the only reason... Okay, I'm not mad about it because I really like Joey Janela. I am mad about it because I feel like they're doing Joey dirty. Because they bring him on Dynamite to lose to champs. That seems to be what they're doing with him. I don't like it. I think Joey Janela deserves better. Joey's a Joey's a career jobber. How dare you. It, Joey is either a career jobber or when they get off their ass and make the FTW title the hardcore belt. He's going to be the FTW champion. Those are his career paths. No. Joey deserves better. I mean, I'd be entertained by a Joey Janela TNT run. 
I would too. I mean, it's not gonna fucking happen. We all know it. But yeah, Team Taz has been banned from the building. Yeah, so they're standing outside, running their mouths. They're pretty much saying they're gonna interfere in Darby's match next week. And uh, Ricky, Ricky Starks, says he's gonna look Sting in the eye Ugh. and tell him he's not who he used to be. All right, let's let's talk about this. <laughs> what? Wait, let me just say. So Sting talks. He says. He'll he'll be there. He'll make sure there's no interference. It ain't gonna happen under my watch were the exact words. Which, Why are you saying it like John Wayne? <laughs> because I, I here's what I wrote. I wrote Sting Dad promo. I don't know if it's because of... You know what it is? I don't think there's more of a mismatch between a character and a voice in all of wrestling. Mm. Because when Sting, all respect to Sting. What about Arn Anderson? Well, eh, Arn, he's kind of a, you, I don't know. Anywho, anywho, what are Spe- you saying? Speaking of dad hour, um, but no, Sting comes out and he always gives these dad promos. I can just hear someone's dad, you know, fresh off of mowing a lawn whenever <laughs> he opens his mouth, you know, and it, he's got to trade in those boots for some new balances. I just want to st- see Sting creeping around. I don't. I don't need him on my TV doing a promo every week. I feel about Sting the way you feel about Kenny Omega, where less is way more. Yeah. Because, I mean, I didn't watch Sting in WCW, really, because I was a WWF guy. Um, but You mean child. Yeah. <laughs> child guy. You were a WWF child. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, my impression is, you know, he had that mystique to him. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't think he said like anything for like a year or something, if I remember correctly. But, um, but yeah, this this, it's weird. I thought this whole segment was weird also because like they had their long entrances and the whole thing was real short and strange. Yeah. So this bit I would label as odd. It was an odd bit. It was flat. And then, okay, then after that. We get a recap on the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa thing. And I just want to say, on Dark, there was the weirdest waiting room. Britt Baker had Ricky Starks on there. And they were both dressed like The Rock from the early 90s. They had on turtlenecks and chains. And, and they were like flirting. Pack. Yeah, and they were like flirting and telling each other how good they looked. And they were dressed the same. And then who busts in to break up the flirting but Tony Schiavone? <laughs> What's going on here? I mean, I loved it. I've wanted a Tony romance angle with Britt Baker <laughs> since the inception of this. <laughs> and my God, I think we might finally be getting one. Tony calling you coward. Give us the Shivani Britt Baker love angle we all want. All right, so then we get into the Britt Thunderosa match. Thunder Rosa runs in, she dumps Rebel out of the ring, blah, blah, blah. At one point, Rebel pulls a turnbuckle pad off of a corner. Thunder Rosa hits it face first. Goes into the lockjaw. But she's she doesn't even tap because she's already knocked out. And Britt wins. The doctor comes in and checks on her. It was an okay match. I mean, I'm not like mad about it. But... I think for the build, that for the way they've been building this and hyping this up. And it's not over. Right. Yeah. I hope. They have been hyping this for a while, and it was just like, 
you know, I'm is right, it over? I don't even. I don't. Is this I, the blow off match? It can't be. She like cheated to win. That's true. Ah, but you never know. I don't know. I don't want to say anything bad about it because I don't feel badly about it. I don't feel mad about it. It's just like, okay. Right. It was a. It was a match. It was like okay, fine. I mean, there was a little too much fuckery in it for me. I think that was my problem with this whole night. There was too much fuckery. Yeah. Sometimes I just want like normal matches. Sometimes just give me one match. It was very fuckery heavy tonight. I just want one straightforward match without like interference and shit that should be disqualified. You know why? Because you don't watch WWE for that very reason. Oh my god, that for real. Like whenever I watch recaps of WWE, like almost every match ends in a disqualification. It's so irritating. So then after that, we go backstage. Hangman and uh, Matt Hardy are in the locker room. And who's in there? Marvez or Tony Schiavone? I think Marvez. Somebody's in there interviewing him. And Matt's all like, oh, I want to help him because he's I'm a good guy. He's a good guy. We're good old Carolina boys. Meanwhile, Hangman Page is billed as being from Virginia. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. Not that that's important. But, and then Hangman's like, pretty much, he could tell that Matt is manipulating him. He's a sleazy boy, that He's not into it. He tells Matt, I just came in here to change my clothes. I don't want any of this bullshit. But Matt convinces him to do a one-time match. He uses a child to manipulate the boy. Yes, he says we need to fight Chaos Project because they ruined Negative One's birthday. And you can make things right with the Dark Order. Yes, that too. That's important. So yeah, this is to make things right with the Dark Order. So I was like, okay. So they did give me a reason why the next match happened. But I still feel like, why? Here's what I put down. Luther. Why? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, next we got Hangman and Matt versus Chaos Project. Um, yeah, I wrote, why is this happening? I mean, they gave me a reason, but I still feel like, especially on Beach Break. I didn't Like, care. it's supposed to be like a semi-pay-per-view type event. We got fucking Chaos Project on there. Like, I don't know. So yeah, it was a match. At the end, um... Hangman hits a buckshot lariat, but Matt tags himself in to get the actual pin. Goddamn glory hog. It was funny, though, at the end when he was celebrating and all excited and trying to high-five Hangman, and Hangman's like, this is some bullshit. His face says, that's what his face is saying. Ugh. It was, it was pretty amusing, but still. I need... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why this happened. I need that Hangman Dark Order angle to pick back up. Yeah. That was the best thing on Dynamite, and um, get back to that. So next we have a little commercial. For the women's eliminator. And I could not be more goddamn excited. They announced everyone who's going to be in it, and it's going to be the Japanese wrestlers. On one side. On one side. And then the American wrestlers, which Riho is a part of. So I guess she's going to be doing her wrestling in the U.S., and then the other ones are going to be like what? So wrestling uh, in Japan. I I think that's the way it's going to go. You're going to read off the list of people. Right. So uh, 
and I apologize in advance if I butcher any of these names. Um, Japanese side, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, Veni, uh, Emi Sakura, Ryu Mizunami, Mei Saruga, Rin Katakura, and Maki Ito. Oh my god, you said all of this so fucking bad. <laughs> oh my god, it's a... you're an idiot. Okay, read the other side. You do it. I'm, I'm... Oh, oh, I get to read their names? Yeah, you get the easy mode. Alright, US side. We have Serena Deeb, Riho, Britt Baker, Ty Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. Well, so, well, it sounds easy when you do it. What, reading? Yeah. Oh, reading. So hard, boss. I'm excited about this. I'm really, really excited. Yeah. This is going to be a highlight of the show for the next however long this takes. Tony Khan, you fucking coward. Don't you ruin this. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it, it, well, you know what? It probably won't get ruined because Brandy's on the shelf, so. Oh, you going to go there with it? I, I, I did. Damn. So, yeah, this better fucking be good because I'm excited. So then. We go backstage again. Oh, what's happening? Marvez catches up with Jericho and MJF. They're carrying a cooler full of the bubbly. They're going backstage to celebrate. And uh, they get into their... What's the room? The room. Their changing room. With the rest of the inner circle in there. They say they want to celebrate. Sammy's pissed. Sammy got fucked over. He's sick of being fucked over. He walks out. And I'm pretty excited about this too, actually, because I think it's time for Sammy to step up Ugh. and break out of this group. The Sammy Jericho feud. Yeah, I'm ready for that. That'd actually be an interesting use of Jericho. That would be. Because I'm so sick of his ass. <laughs> but I, I would be happy to see a feud with Sammy. So yeah, Sammy's mad. Oh, he mad. So and that- Jericho's like, Stay mad, ho. <laughs> he didn't say that. But he that's said it with the, his eyes. That's the vibe. So then we have the worst segment in the history of <laughs> AEW. Is it? This if, if there's a, a worse one, I've memory hold it. And I, I can think, I can think of a couple, but we don't need to get in that right now. This, this one's bad. This sure was a wrestling wedding. Whew. Alright, I'm going to paint the picture. Oh, yeah, paint the picture for me. We start out backstage. Tony Schiavone is with Kip, Miro, and Chuck. And I don't know if you noticed, but Kip had them freshly frosted tips, baby. Mm -hmm. Ooh, he was ready for his wedding. So he's back there talking to them, and Vicky Guerrero comes in, which I guess she's like a wedding planner or something. Has this been established somewhere? She comes in and tells him it's time. We go out to the ring. There's all kinds of wedding shit in the ring. There's, there's more wedding shit for the wedding than there is beach stuff for beach break. <laughs> but you know what? I guess that's fair because they've been building this goddamn wedding for months. Oh boy. And was it worth the wait? <laughs> what a payoff. So, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of wedding shit in the ring. Also in the ring is the Sinister Minister. Which is odd. 
An odd choice. Odd choice. Because what are you trying to establish? Are you trying to establish this is like a solemn occasion? Or are you trying to establish that, oh, hey, this is some carny bullshit? I think we know the answer to that. Yeah, this this was straight up attitude era, not in a good way. It was like, what? It made it like, feel like a Satanist wedding. <laughs> Which, again, I'd be on board for <laughs> But it just doesn't fit what's happening. So he's there. Penelope comes out. She's being brought down by Jerry Lynn. Also, is there some kind of reason? For, I don't. I'm, I'm going to stop questioning it. At Jerry, one point, Jim in Ross. Canon, in, in canon, uh, Jerry Lynn is Penelope's dad. And, and he's just out there to give her away. God, what if he is really? I don't even fucking know. I, oh, I don't know. I don't think he is, but. Do you know? Let us know in the comments below. Actually, don't, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then at one point, Jim Ross makes a comment about this being hopefully a short ceremony. No such luck, bud. I don't know if that's what he, if, if, what he said was what he meant to say, but I was like, yeah, Jim Ross, you and me both, bud. So they wrote their own vows, and then it was time to be funny. Oh my god! His these Kip's are... vow is like some joke about looking at her fucking tits, and like, oh, so funny! Oh my god! You're hot, babe. Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's oh. just telling her how hot she is. It's like we get it. Yes, she's a very pretty lady, but uh... <laughs> you're marrying a pretty lady. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna marry a pretty lady. There, Ew, that's creepy. <laughs> so, and then Penelope gets her chance to talk. And I feel like it was supposed to be, like, a dick joke. Like, she starts to say, like, Kip has a big something, and he cuts her off. So I was like, oh, it's a dick joke. But then he, like, didn't give her the mic back. He just said, like, like, I know how much you love me. I wonder if this is, like, and I've noticed, like, you know, I've noticed this has happened a few times where they just kind of, like, shuffle her off. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's going to build to, like, you know, an explosion angle where, you know, she separates. I fucking hope so. Because she has just become, like, a fucking decoration to, yeah. like, the fucking Kip and Miro stuff. Like, it's bad. They don't like... I hope that there's a reason they don't ever let her talk. Maybe maybe she's Jade bad. I mean, they let Jade talk. I mean... They don't let her say anything. Though. No, they don't. It's weird. So if it is, this isn't building to something, it's just fucking weird. Hey. So then... Okay, the fucking what's his name? Jim Mitchell. Yeah. The the fucking devil looking minister guy, who's from ECW, right? Yes. Sinister okay. minister. Sinister minister from ECW. I knew he looked familiar, but we I had to look him up because I I couldn't remember where the fuck I'd seen him. Oh yeah, I had no idea who he was. So he starts doing the like fucking vows, and he instead of saying to have and to hold, he says to have and to grope. Yeah. That's... Which I guess is funny <laughs> um and then he's about to do the thing where like if anyone has any objections but miro cuts him off like oh no because he has to reference the fucking stupid wedding thing he did his cuck angle in wwe let's bring that up again wink <laughs> oh wink oh my god this was a dumpster fire so yeah he can kiss the bride they fucking make out and Miro does his toast. And in the toast, he says he didn't get them a present because he's the present. And then I just realized, I thought the arcade machine was the present. Yeah. Or is that like an engagement present? 
You know what? The arcade machine is not canon. <laughs> so, yeah, Miro says he didn't give him a gift because him being there is their gift. The ego on him. And then he points out this strange box in the back that's person-shaped. And it turns out that gift is from Chuck. Very suspicious. So Miro just fucking... So Miro goes over. Destroys the box. Destroys the box, thinking there's going to be someone in there. There's not. But not only is there no one in there, there's not even a present in there. That's an oversight. So that seems weird. There should have been, like, glass or something in there. Like, something that would actually be funny if he broke it. Yeah, something crunchy. But it's literally just an empty box. So that happened. And then... Miro keeps saying, what is love? And every time he does, the crowd starts singing the song, what is love? So then he does it. So then he does it along with the crowd. And as he's doing it, Chuck handcuffs his leg to the post. What the hell were Kip and Penelope doing that they didn't notice that he was doing that? They were just so wrapped up in how hot each other were. <laughs> so, yeah. So that happens. Wait, what the fuck happens next? Orange Cassidy uh, pops out of the cake. Yeah, so they start fighting because his foot's chained. Penelope ends up in the fucking cake. Then they're beating on Chuck. And then Orange comes out of, like, not the actual cake, but the like cake the, stand. Yeah. So that fucking... I don't know what to tell you people. That's what fucking happened. Months of build-up. Like, this has been built up since Miro showed up i hated this segment i could not have hated this before it was funny is you looked online and people liked it uh, some people some <sighs> people's children i just i don't know what part of this was enjoyable and another thing like what you're saying like is it supposed to be serious or carny what i find they made the whole wedding a joke yeah so that when it gets broken up who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Because it was already a joke. Like, if they had done it serious, serious, then people ruining the wedding would mean something. Like, a, like Penelope at the end was all sad. She looked like she was, like, half crying. But it was like, it doesn't make sense because it was a corny, ridiculous thing. Sorry uh, your wedding with the sinister minister got uh, broken um, up. Isn't it odd? Yeah, this made no sense and it was terrible. Like, what's the shock and surprise if someone breaks up a corny wedding? I don't know. It. I'm. I just hated this so much. I hated it. And I hated what happened next. Oh, you gonna let me do it, or do you want to? You want to paint this picture? They just play a clip of Shaq on Sports Center or whatever. It's like in, inside NBA. Yeah, you know, one of those shows where dudes in suits talk about you know how sports work. Yeah. And just, oh, God. Like, like yeah, Cupcake Cody. I'm going to fight him. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, he says he's going to wrestle Cody, and the other guys on the show are like, no, you're not. So Shaq goes over to, there's a plexiglass screen. And just does a What is that, like, for COVID? Like, why is that plexiglass screen It's there? either for COVID or they put it there for this segment. But either way, it was terrible. Shaq just gives it a couple of sad-ass punches. He's, oh, okay. Picture this if you haven't seen it. Shaq is elbowing a plexiglass screen, and the other guys in the room are going, okay, okay. <laughs> like, you can stop now. This was a disaster. And then, yeah, he calls Cody Cupcake Cody. And I guess there's going to be a fucking wrestling match. And that's it. That's the segment. And then, at, seriously, after that long-ass wedding thing, 
in that fucking clip, I wanted to cry a little bit. I was like, this makes it embarrassing to be a wrestling fan. And the shit parade continues with uh, something that should have been gold. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer. I know. I even wrote down. I was excited about this. I wrote time for some real shit. Real shit time. Oh, real shit. Eddie Kingston's coming out. Fucking Lance Archer coming out. Two of my favorites. And they're going to have a lumberjack match. And I thought, this is going to be legit. No. I didn't like it. I I, didn't fucking like it. I really think this is where I started to realize, oh my (sighs) god, I'm watching Raw. This was what? Not the wedding? Is it just a continuation of... Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, until they hit a commercial break, everyone was just... It was just a big clusterfuck outside of the ring. So they're not even... It's supposed to be a lumberjack match where people put them back in the ring. But everyone's just fighting on the outside. So at one point, you know, Bunny gets in there and just jumps on Archer's back. Archer acts like he's going to do his finisher on her. The blackout. Yeah, and then, you know, Eddie kind of comes in. It seems like a little late, but he comes in there with a spinning back fist to save her. Jake. Wait, why was it late? It just seemed like late. It just seemed like, oh, oh, now, now. It just I, seemed... the, I didn't notice that. I could be wrong. One thing I did notice, at one point, Lance Archer is on the outside, and, like, all the people around the mat, around the uh, ring are, like, kicking at him. He's no selling. I don't know what the miscommunication was, but there's like five people kicking at him and he's not moving at all. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to happen or what. They're like, they're not even coming close to him with the kicks. And he doesn't know he's supposed to be reacting to them or something. But I was like, that's pretty funny. That's a pretty funny little fuck up right there. So yeah, and then at one point, the camera cuts over... To Jake Robertson on Helico falling to the ground clumsily, awkwardly. I guess Jake hit him, but it looked like Jake was about to die. (laughs) I feel like it just looked like two people falling over and they're like, oh, Jake the Snake knocking him out. And I'm like, okay, I guess. I don't know. So that was weird. And then, like, I didn't take any more notes after that because it just turned into a huge clusterfuck. People are in the ring. People are going through tables in the ring. People are just running across the match. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And Archer eventually gets the blackout and he wins. Okay. And I just thought, this was, I hate a clusterfuck. And I hate when there's too much fucking people messing about. And this just made me miss the Jungle Boy Dax Harwood match from last week. It was so good. It was a legitimate wrestling match with a great actual finish where somebody won. I want more of that please just give me an actual wrestling match where two people wrestle there's not interference there's not all kinds of dumb shit going on can we just have like maybe one a show give me like one normal match a show i don't know if you'll get that but what you will get is a uh Next little segment with uh, a promo, a pre-recorded message with uh, FTR and Mm -hmm. Tully Blanchard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they do their usual thing where, you know, Tully is doing the exposition on how wrestling matches work Mm -hmm. and championships work. Uh, And then you start to hear some muffled 
yelling in the background, mm-hmm. pull over, and um, Marco's stunt is tied to a chair. Mm-hmm. Th- there's no other way to put this, folks. Uh, Tully Blanchard gets up, walks over to Marco's stunt all menacing-like. Marco's, you know, M- Marco's mouth is taped. It looks, it looks like Tully Blanchard's fixing the fuck this boy. <laughs> that's what I said. You took my line. I took that line, but that's Tully what it is. Tully was fixing the fuck him. It looked weird, guys. He's just tied to a chair trying to scream, and Tully gets, like, up on him in his face, like, telling him to be quiet. All in his shit. It was weird. So what's the canon here? Like, is he, like, legitimately now just, you know, kidnapped in the in the trailer or wherever they were for the next week? Like, do they let the boy go? What happens? I mean, they're calling him the boy also, but he is he's a, a he's man. an adult. So. Not that it makes it less creepy. Well, it does make it less yeah. creepy. A lot less creepy, but... So, so what, you know, what happens? Do they just, like, let him go after the segment and get out of here, you little scamp? Or, you know, does... Maybe they're going to hold on to him. Oh, but, oh, God, for why? We don't need to get into that. No, we do not. Family show. Anywho, what's the, left? The main event. Oh, wait, there is a Joey Janela promo. Just, yeah. it's a standard promo. Saying he's going to have a match next week. And he's going to win the title. I don't believe it's going to happen, but. Wait, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was good. That's fine. We this get fine. to the main event. Out comes Kenny in the Good Brothers. So some kind of new music. I, I hope this isn't a replacement because I like Kenny's little intro. They come out with Dawn and they came out first, which I thought seemed odd. Dawn picks up the mic and the show immediately goes to commercial. Love that. When they come back, Dawn is on commentary. And then we have the entrance of Phoenix, Pack, and Moxley. Can, through the side door. Can, can I make a little point here? Mm-hmm. And, and I was going to make this point later, but the thing where Don picks up the mic and then it just goes to a commercial, mm-hmm. that really ties into my problem with Kenny here and with the impact stuff. They're spreading Kenny way too thin. And AEW is really getting the shit out of the stick when it comes to like the story building. Because I feel like it's all, oh, tune in to Impact if you want to see any actual character development or mic work or or anything yeah. you gotta watch all these other little supplemental things mm. and and i understand that i mean i watch bte so i mean i get it there's like stuff around the main show but kenny's just like if you don't watch all that other stuff you're like okay well why yeah. is why is he champion this yeah this is a problem i was gonna get into too he doesn't feel like the champion no when mox came out it felt like John Moxley is the champion. Yeah. I to me it still feels like he's champ. I'm just not feeling this Kenny this Kenny title run. Um I really feel like if they did the stuff they're doing on Impact, if they let Kenny give an actual promo on Dynamite every week like John Moxley does. Oh yeah. I'd be more into it. Like I know Don's like his mouthpiece, I guess, but like we need to hear from Kenny too. We know Kenny can talk. So Yeah. Uh Any God, we're doing so much bitching. I well this so this was a terrible bitch. fucking episode. Like I got other... a lot of problems and you're gonna hear about them. 
<laughs> I, I mean, no, you have a lot of correct opinions on wrestling, and you're right. You're you chose right. to listen to this, so <laughs> yeah. sorry for your bad choices. If you're listening to this, then you love to hear people bitch. You should know that about yourself. Ugh. I don't know. Like honestly, th- I mean, this match really came together in the last half. This match came together because everyone in it is a good wrestler. I mean, the wrestling's good. It's like just how this Kenny, the whole Kenny Bullet Club thing. I just, I'm into it. I don't like it. I'm into it, but they need to start doing more of the story stuff around it on the actual show that I watch. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely a problem. I mean, the world champion, I know, um, you know, the good brothers, I know they're the impact tag champs, but the world champion is on this show. So have your major, major story beats on this show. God, not even major ones like any of them. <laughs> just, just give me something. So, oh, and I just want to say I'm so excited it was Phoenix Pack and Moxley because they're like my three favorites that's a great trio so i was so excited about this in phoenix put on a goddamn clinic i don't know how anyone could watch phoenix wrestle and not fucking love it and yet in the end what who takes the pin well we're getting to that wait what else do i have written here phoenix puts on a clinic has a near fall on kenny the fucking champ I I just want to see Phoenix and Kenny wrestle each other all the time. He does this crazy backflip misdirection thing where he does a backflip. You think you he missed Kenny, but then he like gets him with the cutter after oh, the backflip. Yeah. Now that's a out of nowhere yes. RKO. Yes, that was some crazy shit. Every time I see Phoenix wrestle, I see stuff. I don't see anywhere else. He did like a spinning. What else did he do? He did he, like he a came spinning off the, roundhouse off the post or something. At one point, he came off the like the rope and did like a reverse headbutt. I don't even. I never know what the fuck Phoenix is doing, but it's always amazing. That's some crazy shit. At one point, Kenny has Moxley pinned. Not pinned, but you know he he's in the process of pinning him. And Pack breaks it up with a four fifty. Yeah. That looks so painful and amazing. I mean, these people, Pack, Phoenix, and Mox, what an entertaining trio to put together. I loved it. I mean, this started as slow, but I mean, this really was a great match. Yeah, it definitely was. And um, then somehow Gallows pins Ray. I don't know how. Sometimes I feel like I black out when I'm watching <laughs> Because <laughs> the the next thing I know, Gallows has pinned Ray Phoenix. And, and you talk about just kind of like the, the zoning out thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about this too, where I would have been so much more excited for this match if I hadn't watched just a slog. Oh my god, I know. Like, you, you legit said you felt like you were watching for five hours. It was that bad. I, it was a terrible episode. Like, this main event is a 10 out of 10 main event, and I should have been fucking out of my mind excited for it. But after what felt like five hours of shit I did not enjoy, I was fucking tired. I was, like, ready for the show to be over. 
if we didn't have to do a podcast, I probably would have turned it off at some point. I mean, I mean, I'm sleepy now because of it. The main event ended up being good, but like, I feel like I spent my entire night watching wrestling and not in a good way. So then we get to Kenta. Oh yeah, but then after the match, there's a brawl. At one point, Archer runs out. And you think, oh, okay, this is the post-match thing. Yeah, you think, oh yeah, that's it. And then Moxley attacks um, Kenny. But then someone comes up behind and obviously said, hits him. It turns out to be Kenta. He hits him with the go to sleep. You thought it was Hook. Was not Hook. Was (laughs) Kenta. Bamboozled. (laughs) Why the fuck would it be Hook, though? It's only because it was someone wearing a hoodie, I think. It was a small boy in a hoodie. (laughs) So he fucking, yeah, that fucking happens. And we end the show on Kenta. And I freaked the fuck out. Is this the fucking Forbidden Portal open? What is WWE going to do? I don't fucking know. If every major wrestling company is aligned and working together, what hope is there for that sinking ship? I don't know. Is he going to bring back Brock Lesnar for the 50th fucking time? (sighs) I don't know. Anyway, that was the show. 10 out of 10 main event all-time turd for dynamite as a whole though my stud of the night was ray phoenix i don't give a fuck ray phoenix is my stud of the night it's fantastic yeah yeah is that your stud of the night yeah absolutely ray phoenix is fucking amazing and dud of the night can it just be this whole show can just the whole show as a whole be the the booking committee I'm going to especially, especially. Wait, the wedding. Yeah, I'm giving it to Kip and Miro. Uh, Yeah, Kip and Miro, dead of the night. I mean, there are other people involved too, but this has been their story, their build up. That's the dud. Oy. But the shadow boss dud is whoever booked that fucking thing. Who's coming up with that? I don't know. Who did this? Who did this? Would, Give me answers. You know what? I would I would say that felt like a fucking Jericho moment. But I feel like even Jericho, like there would have been, they would have tried something new with it. What the fuck are you talking about? Did you see their fucking hangover parody? When I saw this wedding, yeah. I got the same vibe as their fucking little Las Vegas trip. I was like, this is not funny. Not entertaining. Doesn't make anyone look good. Yeah, like, I mean, I, like you said, I know this was a terrible episode because the most monumental thing to ever fucking happen in professional wrestling for the past 15 years happened. Oh my god, I know. And I just want to go to sleep because I'm so exhausted from the bad show that came before it. Yeah. Is that insane? Yeah. Like the Forbidden Portal opening. Uh, Oh yeah, and also New Japan's going to have an announcement about that tomorrow. They got something to say. This should be, like, the biggest fucking deal ever in wrestling. And it will be, once it shakes out. But this episode of Dynamite was an absolute... destroyed my soul. Oh. Before that happened, before the main event, my favorite thing on the whole show was the commercial about the women's championship eliminator thing. Same. That fucking commercial where they were announcing shit 
was my favorite part of the show. Better luck next week. <laughs> Better luck next week. <laughs> well, that's all I gotta say about that. What more can you say? It was an absolute dumpster fire of show with an amazing ending. Yeah. So until next week. I'm Melissa. I'm George. And this is Correct Opinions on Wrestling. On wrestling. Bye.